And yes, this is The Daily Answer. I am your host, Mark Dunnigan. Welcome, America, to another beautiful day. Yes. You know, I've heard people at times speak of the young, young Joseph that we run into in, in the book Genesis. Uh, Genesis, I believe, chapter 37. And, they will, and particularly when Joseph, um, well, tells his dad the truth about his brothers and also relates to dreams that he had had. And even sometimes some believers will say like, well, there's this kind of arrogant, overconfident young man not knowing when to keep his mouth shut. Uh, there, you know, there he goes again. Um, if only had he had learned to do that. And it seems like with some people, Joseph ends up in trouble because kind of of his own doing, he just doesn't know when to be quiet. Man, I could not disagree more strongly with that assessment. Man, I don't. Th- the last thing that we need to get across to our kids is don't tell the truth. You know, just be quiet, lay low. Joseph tells the truth, and he tells the truth routinely throughout his life. At home, he tells the truth. This is what this is what the brothers are doing, and it's not doing them any good if I lie about it and not let people know because they're headed towards destruction. And here's the dreams I had, and those are the dreams I had. It's not a lie. And not only that, but when he ends up in Potiphar's house, he tells the truth. In the sense, he tells Potiphar's wife the truth. When she tries to entice him, how can I do this great evil and sin against God? She also tells him the truth about your husband has been very kind to me. Um, He has given me complete control and access to everything in the house except you. I can't stab him in the back like that. I can't betray such a great confidence. And then when the uh, the baker and the cupbearer have their dreams, he tells them the truth. and, And particularly, he tells the baker the truth even though it was, well, it was a hard truth when he says, you know, in three more days, Genesis 40, verse 19, Pharaoh will lift up your head from you and will hang you on a tree and the birds will eat your flesh. They'll eat your flesh off of you. That's the truth. Instead of saying, well, I'd rather not say, or, you know, the future's too dark or whatever. And then even before Pharaoh, Joseph tells the truth when he's brought in before Pharaoh. He will say in verse 16 of chapter 41, it is not in me. God will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. I'm not the one Pharaoh. I don't have some power. There is a God. And guess what? You're not it. Man, that that could have really gotten in the trouble because Pharaoh was viewed, viewed as a God in Egypt. And here we have Pharaoh has a dream and Pharaoh doesn't know what it means. That means God, the God in Egypt doesn't know what it means. And so we have to go to a God other than supposedly Pharaoh. We've got to go to the true God to find out the answer to this. Yeah, that could have, all that could have got Joseph in trouble. Now, someone might cynically say that, well, the story of Joseph tells us how much trouble you can get into when you tell the truth. He tells the truth about his brothers and the dreams. He ends up sold into slavery. He tells the truth about Potiphar's wife or the truth to her. He ends up falsely accused and in prison. He tells the truth to the cupbearer and the baker, and he ends up forgotten for a couple of years. Boy, that's what you get for telling the truth. Well, yes and no. Telling the truth does bring Joseph trouble. It brought Jesus trouble, brought John the Baptist trouble. It brought Paul trouble. 
he did pay a price for his truthfulness. And we will be persecuted. Jesus said, the world hates me, I hate you. John 15, 18. Um, through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. Acts 14, 22. 2 Timothy 3, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus, not might, but will be persecuted. Yet, 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 okay. So, yeah, telling the truth is going to, people are going to push back against you. You are not going to make friends at times by telling the truth. But at least you'll know who your friends are. When you lie, you don't know who your friends are. When you go along with the crowd, when you go along with what's trendy and what's culturally acceptable and what everyone says, this is what you need to post on Facebook, here's the culturally accepted stuff, you don't know who your friends are. Tell the truth. Hey, tell the truth. And you're, you know who your friends are. You also clearly know who your enemies are when you tell the truth. Because those side, things line up when you tell the truth. You know exactly where you stand with people. But telling the truth did something else. It opened up to Joseph an amazing and adventurous life. He reached the pinnacle as the one who delivered Egypt and his people. If you lie, if you go along with the lies of the culture for safety, to lay low and protect yourself, you will, admit, you will miss the adventure of your life. Telling the truth is the ultimate adventure because you don't know what's going to happen when you tell the truth. Sometimes things go sideways, right? Sometimes people pick up stones to stone you when you tell the truth. And other times people come up falling on their hands and knees. What must I do to be saved? And you don't know who's going to stay by your side and you don't know who will forsake you. Here's, here's, the, here's one of the things I've noticed by some of the people that are um, have a lot of views on their podcast and, and people that I would respect. What brought them popularity was persecution. They said something and all of a sudden they got a lot of hate from the world, from worldly people. And guess what? Out of the woodwork, here came the people that loved the truth and supported them. And it did not destroy them. Telling the truth did not destroy them. In fact, telling the truth put them on the national stage. Telling the truth uh, got their message out to more people. Telling the truth ensured that they would not become like insignificant in the culture. I tell you what, you lie, you lie, you, you, you water down the truth and you will be overlooked and forgotten and bypassed because you're going to be down there just with everybody else and you're going to be run over. You're not going to be respected by really either side. It reminds me of religious bodies that just try to walk the line. Oh, what sort of decision can we come to on different hot topics out there where we can kind of keep our popularity and we can kind of keep our significance with the progressives, but obviously not clearly looked out, look like we've thrown God under the bus, you know, and no, but nobody respects those decisions and people can see right through it. You're not committed to anything. You're not committed to either side. You're only committed to yourself 
and your own safety. So don't lie. Speak the truth to one another, Paul said in Ephesians 4. Stop saying the things that weaken you. I, I saw an article t just the other day on, it, it, is, it is so popular now to claim, especially by young people, that um, you're weak and you're sick and you're a mess and you've got this or that mental problem. And the sad, things is, sad thing is, is that there are people out there that genuinely have some mental problems that are linked with something physically that's not going right in their head. But all these other people that are flocking to say, well, I got that too. Well, that means that resources that really need to be spent on the people that really do have the problem are now being kind of spent on people that just want to say they've got a problem to get sympathy. I don't know. I, I grew up in an age where you, you wanted to present yourself as put together. You wanted to put your best foot forward. Yeah, I know we all sin. The Bible says that. But we're not all a mess. We're not sinning all the time. I don't think Paul viewed himself as a mess or Timothy viewed himself, oh, I'm just so weak, you know. Those are strong individuals. We need more strong individuals out there. Yeah, I know opting for I'm a mess and I'm sick and I'm weak. I know, I know. Initially, that will get you sympathy or poor soul, poor soul. And people won't demand much of you. They won't put much on your plate. Okay, but you're not going to become much either in life. Only say the things that you really mean. Yeah, speaking the truth might be rough at the start. But you won't miss out on your purpose. You won't miss out on the great adventure of your life. You know, Judas stopped speaking the truth. And he missed out. He missed out on the resurrection of Jesus. He never saw that. He missed out on the beginning of the church and, and God's eternal purpose and what is viewed as Christianity. Uh, I mean, he, he could have been one of those on the day of Pentecost, stand up with Peter and preaching to people. And he could have witnessed 3000 people being baptized that day. And then the growth of the church to 5000 and beyond. And, and then it's spreading through uh, Judea and Samaria and, and then through the Roman Empire and Judas. You missed it. I mean, you missed the great adventure of your life for 30 pieces of silver and some sort of fake safety. Was it worth it? How about you? Are you tempted to do it? Are you tempted to do what Judas did? And maybe going like, well, I'm not going to, you know, go up to Jesus and kiss him and betray him. But if you, well, if you don't serve him, you betrayed him. He's your creator. He died for you. If you're not faithful, you betrayed him. I mean, Hebrews chapter 10 says you trampled underfoot his blood. If you're not faithful, let's just call it what it is. You might read Hebrews 10, 26 and following. You're not faithful to Jesus. You have stabbed him in the back and you're going to fall into the hands of a fearful God. Because you trampled under the blood of his son and said, eh, not important. You know, does it really strike my fancy? Kind of boring to me. Can't get excited about the fact that Jesus died for me. You want a life that is rough, but you want to, but that's the only life that's worth living. 
You want a dangerous victory. That is what you want to be in your memory. All the dangers that you faced and you stared them down with God and the faithful. Now, don't tell the truth because you're afraid. You know, don't, don't tell the truth because you're forced to. That doesn't mean anything. It needs to be voluntary, voluntary truth-telling. It must be something that you love. You see the importance of that. I tell you what, side, uh, families go sideways, individuals go sideways, and entire civilizations go si sideways when we just all start start lying to one another about everything. And there's a lot, of, a lot of that going in our culture right now. Instead of facing the truth of situations. And instead of just calling people on things like, nope, what you said is wrong. That's not wrong. That's not reality. Here's what reality is and stop lying about it. You know, someone wisely said people don't have ideas. Rather, ideas have people. If you're bending the truth, ignoring the truth, then as one writer said, the cat doesn't have your tongue. Something far more sinister than that has your tongue. Remember, if you say what you really don't believe, then who's speaking through you at that moment? That's not you. Who is that? It's not, you know, man, you need to think about that one. Speak the truth. Tell the truth. Yeah. And Jesus did that. And people didn't like it because Jesus said, there's a narrow way and a broad way. That's reality, folks. Matthew 7, 20, uh, 13 through 14. Here's the other reality. Okay. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Anything other than that is not love. You're just pretending. John 14, 15. He would say, I'm the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. No, there's not salvation in all these different options. Every religion doesn't lead to God. Every path is not genuine. Everyone does not have their own truth. There's only one way to the Father, and it's through Jesus Christ. That's the truth. That's reality. And then what to do to be saved? It's not just believe. The demons believe, and they tremble. They're not saved. The individuals in John 12, 42 and 43 believed in Jesus, but would not confess him. Were they saved? But rather, you're to hear the gospel. That's, that's a message that everyone receives book of Mark 16, 15. That's for everyone, the gospel. You need to believe it. But you also need to repent of your sins. You just can't keep, uh, you can't keep rebelling against God and be right with him. Acts 2, 38. You can't bring your sins with you into the kingdom. And you also need to be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins because Jesus placed baptism before salvation in Mark 16, 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Let's just be honest with the text. Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. Okay, so it's before forgiveness. Acts 22.16, why do you delay? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins. There, again, it's before forgiveness. In Romans 6, 3-5, baptism is before newness of life. It's not after newness of life. When you go down into the water of baptism, you're dead. You're dead in sin. When you come out, you're alive. And Peter said, baptism now saves you, 1 Peter 3.21, because it is where you come in contact with the blood of Christ, the only thing that can remove your sins. 
faith is faith is trusting God's way of saving you. Faith is not coming up with your own plan of salvation. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing God's word, which means that if you can't find a scripture for it, it's not a faith. It's just your opinion. It's human think so. The only things that we can do by faith are the things that we see revealed in scripture. So don't be claiming that you believe in Christ if you've come up with a plan of salvation that I can't find in the Bible. That's not faith. Okay, that's tradition. That's man doing his thing. All right, don't miss the adventure of your life. Speak the truth and tell the truth. And as I said, you'll know where you stand. You'll know what you're made of, if you're genuine or not. And you'll know who your friends and enemies are. And that's important. Until next time, see you in the funny papers. Bye.